Shalom Aleichem, we are learning Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yasef ben Yamin ben Reb ben Nasha Kaltman, Mekutasichis Chelik Tesvav, Chaye Sara Aleph. The discussion of the day is why is the parsha called Chaye Sara, the life of Sara, if Sara had passed away? And the discussion of the parsha is after Sara's passing. Not only that, but as we'll see, some of the topics of the parsha seem to be antithetical to the life of Sara. And we're going to answer this question by. Um, the idea of Mazari Bachaim, Razar O Bachaim, Afi Bachaim, that the true life is realized after the time on this earth, and a very strong emphasis on what does it mean to be the children of Sarah. It's been discussed many times with regards to the name of the Sadris. As the Teichen Funya, the Sadr is ungedited in your nomen that the theme. The, of the Sadra is symbolized in its name. Seemingly, the same thing applies here that the name Chaye Sadra symbolizes or alludes to the theme of the entire Sadra. Is Tamua, but this is a question. The whole parasha discusses events that occurred not during her lifetime. All of the events of this sedra happen after the passing of Sara. And not only are they chronologically taking place after her passing, also, in their meaning, they are seemingly antithetical to the life of Sarah. And he explains in the Esther Parsha, the first part of the Parsha talks about the buying of the Maras Machpela for the burial of Sarah. Burial is clearly connected to afterlife. The second major topic in this Sadra is the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, which at the end of the story of the Pasuk says, Yitzchak was comforted after his mother, and Rashi brings, once his mother had passed, he found comfort in his wife, as it is explained that he saw that the, the miracles that occurred to, to Sarah, the, the, the candles that burned from Friday to Friday, the chala, the bracha and the chala, and the cloud that hung over the tent took place by Rivka, and therefore he was able to find some comfort in the loss of his mother. Seemingly, he's moving on after Sarah's passing. And certainly the third topic in the Sadra, that Avram goes and marries Keturah, which was Hagar, and then it continues to tell us the offspring, the descendants of Yishmael, this is the exact opposite of the life of Sarah. The life of Sarah was part of the system where she said, expel this maidservant and her son. How can you say that the theme of the Sadr is the life of Sarah? And as we said, the name represents the entire Sadr. If we see these three major topics of the Sadr that are antithetical to the life of Sarah. So the explanation is as follows. In Tainus says with regards to Yaakov Avinu that Yaakov Avinu did not die. Just as his children are alive, so too he is alive. 
So what's the explanation? What does that mean? True life is eternal. It's forever. He brings in the order that there's something called Mayim Chaim, living waters. And living waters excludes uh, rivers that dry up. If a river dries up, then it's uh, at once in seven years, it's not called Mayim Chaim. Because life is eternal. When could life be eternal? When someone is connected to Hashem. The Eibishter is the source of life and the true eternity. Like the Pasuk says that the Eibishter is truth and the Eibishter is life. And therefore those who cleave to Hashem have life. So life has to be something that connects with Hashem. How are you able to tell? How does it become recognizable that Yaakov was alive and that he had life? Eternal life, a holy life. When you could see eternity in his life. That even after the neshama leaves the body, the life continues. Even later, his offspring, his, his children are alive. That they live the life of Yaakov Avinu. Then you know that his life was real because it continues. It doesn't end at the end of his life, at the end of his physical life. So we can apply the same thing to the life of Sarah. Then when is the life of Sarah revealed and confirmed, verified that it was really a life? When the impact of her life becomes recognized even after her time on this earth. When her matters of goodness and holiness that she endeavored uh, are, are carried on even after her time on this earth, then the 127 years that she did spend on this earth could be pronounced as the life of Sarah. True life, life that was the real life of Sarah. It happens, it becomes verified after her time on this earth. And based on this, we can explain the aspect, the part of the parasha that discusses the marriage of Yitzchak and Nivka. As the Baal Deanagov and Yitzchak, Sarah's kin, Zara Bachaim, is given the Hesemit and Seder Chayif on Sarah since the life of Yitzchak, her son, her offspring, was consistent with her life. And so too, the conduct of Rivka, with whom Yitzchak married. He says that he brought Rivka to the tent of his mother, Sarah. She was in place of Sarah, his mother. As the Inyan is Sarah. These incidents that took place with Sarah, these miracles. Near Dalek, Merev Shabbos, Merev Shabbos, the candle that was lit from Shabbat, from Friday to Friday. The bracha that was in the dough that had stayed fresh all week. The onon kosher Allah oil and the cloud that represented the Shechina that was resting over the tent. They continued, they carried on. With Rivke, Davke in them, this expressed the true eternity and the true life of Sarah. 
So therefore, we can answer our question that why is it called Chaye Sarah? Because it's after her life when we could see for real that her life was a Chayim Amitim, a true life, a holy life, a life of eternity. And it was realized in the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. And therefore the parish is called Chai Yisara. Even after her life, or especially after her life. But this doesn't answer our question. Vile for two points. First of all, this only addresses one of the three topics of the parasha. The marriage of Yitzchak and Nivka. But there was also the burial of Sarah. And there's also the, the marriage to Ktura and the offspring of Yishmael, which are seemingly not consistent with Chaye Sarah. In addition to that, the parsha Beruba Ret Nitvegin Etzman Even the parsha, the part of the parsha about the marriage of Yitzchak and Nifke, mostly is not covering the actual marriage. Norvegin Di Prote Amuroiz Vadi Burim in the Shlichus Veneliazrin, but the the details of the events and the discussions in the Shlichus Veneliazrin. Viat Kitraf and Nifke, how he met Nifke, Unviat Asibet Etzel to Besuul and Unlovenen, and how he related the story to Besuul and Lovenen, Ungepeil Zeraskamav and Shidduch and convinced them to agree to the Shidduch. Etc. But this is all before the marriage, so it doesn't really doesn't yet affect or or, or prove Chaye Sara. They didn't even get married yet. It's only once they get married, which is only one small detail of this discussion in the Sedra. So how does the whole Sedra relate to Chaye Sara if only one detail in the Sedra is about the marriage of Yitzchak and Nifke? So in Siv Gimel. We're going to ask a couple of more questions on the parsha that will lead us to uh, uh, re-examining the, the meaning of Chai Yisara and answering our question. We're going to answer this question by first pointing out something. Similar to what we said before about the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, now there's a major there's a, there's a major emphasis on the on prior the marriage the 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 Bataria, the to and fro the handle the dealing uh, with the with getting ready to to bring Rivka to Yitzchak. Also, with regards to the to the purchase of the Maras Machpela, there's a arichis, there's a long-windedness in the Sedra about the back and the forth with Bnei Ches, with Ephraim, with regards to the purchase of Maras Machpela. So why is there such an arichis? Why couldn't why couldn't the Torah just tell us that that Avram went and bought Maras Machpela? He went and he told them and he asked and he, and he negotiated, etc., etc. Now, if we go into the specifics of the dealing, we also need an uh, explanation. In, he's introducing himself, Avram, to the people of Ches. He said, I am a stranger, a foreigner, and a resident, a citizen. So Chazal say, was he a Ger, was he a Teshav? Which one was it? So Chazal explained, and Ashi brings it in tier two, if you want, which means to say, if you're ready to sell it to me and treat me like a regular person, not any gear, I'll be like a stranger, I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay full price. Vim love. But if you're not going to uh, deal with me like a regular person, I'll be a resident, I'll be a person who belongs here. And I will take it rightfully, because it's rightfully mine. Hashem told me, I will give this to your children. And therefore it's mine. 
The Mechayrus did move on, and this statement of Avram is not understood from both ends of it. Aleph. If since Avram could have taken this rightfully, why did he invest so much effort that, that they should sell it to him? And he was ready and actually paid top dollar and allow himself to be like a stranger. Base on the other hand, how could he rightfully take it for himself? It didn't yet belong to him. There only was a, a pledge, a promise for the future that the, his children will be given this land, but it wasn't given to them yet. So how could Avram say, I could take it minadin? And one last question that we have at the end of the Sadra. On the Pasik, when Avram passes away, that it says that Yitzchak and Yishmael buried Avram. Chazal tell us the fact that Yitzchak is mentioned first, even though Yishmael was born before him. Chazal tell us, this teaches us that Yishmael did Tshuva, and allowed Yitzchak to go in front of him. Darfim verstehen. On this we have to understand. Parvos is the Torah meramis Yishmael's shuvaton eres pakvuras Avram lacher petirase. Why does the Torah allude to Yishmael's shuva only after Avram passed away by the burial of Avram? Yishmael had shuva geton when Avram had not left. Yishmael did shuva earlier on. Avram was still alive. In last week's part, two weeks ago, in the parsha parshas lechlecha, it says bisreisha yase Yishmael tshuva biyamov. Hashem told Avram that Yishmael will do tshuva in his, in, when he's still alive. But does the seva tovish never be Avram? And how do we know this? Because it says seva tova, a good old age. Avram was going to live to a good old age. What made his old age good? That he was able to see Yishmael do tshuva, and he had, and he didn't see Esav go off the path, go letarbusra. So because he didn't, he, he experienced his children and his grandchildren living in his, in his ways, it was called Seva Teva. So this happened when he was still alive. So why does the Torah wait until after Avram passes away to tell us that Yishmael did Shuvah? So we have uh, a number of questions. Number one, we're trying to understand why is the pastor called Chayi Sara? And even if you're going to tell me that there's an Indian of Mazar Abachayim, Afi Bachayim, that her life is realized in her children, nevertheless, how does that affect the kvura of Sarah and the proliferation of the offspring of Yishmael. And also in those two things itself, why is there a discussion about the purchase of the Ma'aretz Machpelah? And why does Avram say, And why does the Torah wait until after Avram passes away to tell us that Yishmael did tshuva? The beer in them, so see if Dal is going to give us this beer. By first introducing to us that there's a major difference, or take out the word major, there's a difference between Avram and Sarah and their Aveda with regards to their offspring and their children. Avram is Kipsuta given it under father for Yitzchak in the Avram had more than one child. In reality, Avram had Yitzchak, Avram also had Yishmael. Chazal tell us that when Avram said, when Hashem said to Avram, he says, I have two Binchas, I have two Yechidchas. 
Yitzchak and Yismol. No, Mar Yismol is by him Gibbon Gibbon for Yitzchak. Yismol was born before Yitzchak. Thus, haste as from Avram is a Rishikum and Nitner der Am Yisrael. From Avram stems not just the nation of the Yidden, nor Eich andere Umis. Also, other nations originate from Avram. I'm making you the father of the masses, of the multitudes of the nations. It is Avram is the father of mankind, of the world. Sarah, on the other hand, had one child, Yitzchak. Which means Sarah is connected specifically to the Yidden. He brings in the Ha'ara that even... But even Esav was a Yisrael Mummer. He might have been a rebel, but he was a, a Yid. In other words, Sarah, all of her children, all of her descendants are Yid. Now that not only in reality is Avram's children, does Avram have many children, and Sarah only has the one child, Yitzchak. Now that similarly, we also see this distinction between the Aveda of Avram versus the Aveda of Avram spread the message of Hashem to all categories of people. Avram would, would um, have all passerbys uh, call out in the name of Hashem. Even Arabs who bow down to the dust on their feet, which is, represents a lowly kind of person, Avram dealt with them as well. Without considering the fact whether they're going to remain under his influence later on or not. Avram would meet someone regardless of who they were and how long his influence would remain. He, he worked with them that they should recognize the Abishter. Mashaykin Sarah. Sarah, on the other hand, is Misha Neila Dizchak, the Ashboya Unamshacha Salakus was through here, given Norlamokimaroi in Tadak Dusha. Sarah, from when Yitzchak is born, I mean, before Yitzchak is born, we find that Sarah was Megayeres Anashim, that Sarah was also doing outreach with Avram. But from when Yitzchak is born, her avoid is to draw down a Lakus only to the proper place, which is the Tadak Dusha. All of these other people, which represent non kedusha, Sarah was not involved with them at all. As it is alluded to in the story of Rabbi and explained at length in Chassidus, the story of Rabbi Noah is a story in Baba Basra that Rabbi Noah was going and inspecting different caves, different ma'aris. He came to the cave of Avram, and he saw it was being guarded by Eliezer Eved Avram, Eliezer Avram's servant. So he asked Eliezer, what is Avram doing right now? So the, the Gemara says over there that he answered that Avram, is, is, his hair is being inspected by Sarah. That's what the Gemara says. Not his say his hair, his head. His head is being inspected by Sarah. So Chassidus explains what was happening over here. Is that Avram was, Avram's inyan was to to influence the, uh, the, the many nations, many different types of people, which means Avram was giving, uh, was creating many different types of neshamas, holy neshamas, and possibly not holy neshamas. And therefore, the hashpoah was coming through his hair. A hair, Chassidus explains, has a very, very minute amount of chayas. 
and therefore it could reach very, very far. The challenge of that is, is that the chitzaynim, the the, the negative forces can also draw sustenance from that because the chayis is so limited. And therefore, in, in, in reality, a hair could have lice. Lice represents the yunikis hachitzaynum. And therefore, Sarah was, was inspecting his head represents the idea that Sarah, which Sarah is her source, is higher than the source of Avram. She's able to protect the highest that's coming from Avram, that it should go only to the right place, only to the proper neshamis, and not to the improper neshamis. In other words, Chassidus explains to us that Avram gives highest to, to, uh, uh, to a much broader spectrum of neshamis, and Sarah's job is to make sure that the highest is directed to the proper neshamis. So we see this that uh, in, in this concept as well that Avram was the father of Avram dealt with everyone while Sarah focused on Yitzchak. And this was expressed in Avram's very own child, Yishmael. Sarah said and implemented the, that uh, uh, this maidservant, and her son should be expelled. Even though this upset Avram greatly with regards to his son. Avram, Avram draw down, drew down Elokus to everyone, and therefore it upset him. That she's being, he's being told to send him away. More than that, Avram actually asked of Hashem, and his request was fulfilled, that Yishmael should live in the ways of Hashem. So Avram was davening for Yishmael, and Avram wanted to give influ- wanted to give an hashpah to Yishmael. There's a hora in Luchasikh where it discusses this idea of Avram and Sarah, that Avram was hoping that even if he won't be on the level of Yitzchak, but he could still raise Yishmael in the proper way. Sarah, however, says, it might be possible, but compared to Yitzchak, Yishmael has no value. But Mela, no comparison. Therefore, Sarah says you have to expel Yishmael and his mother because they're not going to inherit together. Yishmael cannot receive the Hashpah of Avram on the same level as Yitzchak. Yishmael and, and Yitzchak, Yidin, Jewish people, they cannot receive the same Hashpah from Avram. And therefore, as Sarah says, we have to get rid of Yishmael. So we see that, that, that there's a difference in the Aveda of Avram versus Sarah, that Avram is, uh, is, reaches a much broader spectrum of people, and Sarah's role is to, is to focus specifically on Yidin. And in Sif Hay and on, he's going to say that this idea that Sarah focuses on Yidin, and on the, on the superiority of Yidin over the Umisailam, over the other of, over the other people of the world, this is emphasized in each of the three stories of the parsha, the burial of of Yishmael, of of of, of Sarah, and specifically in the purchase of Maras Machpela, in the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, and specifically in the discussions that take place before the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, and also in the offspring of Yishmael. 
This idea that Sarah's role is to highlight the greatness of the Yidden and to focus the Hashpah from Avram, the, the flow from of life from Avram to Yitzchak and to Yidden is Dinakud, the overarching theme of the three stories and the three sections of the Sedra. Initially, the Maras Machpela was the burial place of Adam Chava, which are the origin of the, the human race, mankind. And based on that, the Maras Machpela would belong not specifically to Yidin. Nevertheless, we see as the invested effort and purchased it for the kvura for the burial of Sarah. And three, the three avos, the three fathers, and three of the mothers of the Yidden are there in Maras Machpela. Does carried and by this point it belongs specifically to Yidden. And additionally, this is a proof as Yidden that Yidden are also the primary. Uh, connection of Adam and Chava and the rest of the nations do not compare even with regards to Adam and Chava to the Yid. So we see how here you have the Maras Machpela, which might have belonged to everyone. And this parasha tells us the effort that Avram goes into to make sure that it should belong specifically to Yidin. So we see uh, the, the superiority, so to speak, of Yidin over the other people. Then, when, a, we tell, when we tell the story of Eliezer Shlichus to find a wife for Yitzchak, we go to the, in, on this topic, but onto a next level. The the superiority of Yidin is not just with regards to the nations that have no connection to Avram. Even in comparison to those of the nations that have some level to some connection to Avram, even they do not reach the level of, of Yitzchak and the, 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 the and Yitzchak and his offspring. Eliezer, who was the servant of Avram, is greatly praised about his level. It says that he would draw and give to drink to others from the Torah of his teacher. And in this story itself, the Torah tells us many miracles that the Abishar showed him. When he was fulfilling the Shlichus of Avram, so much so that from the elaborate version of the story, Chazal tell us, that the, the, the chatter, the discussions of the servants of the Avos is greater or is more beautiful than the Torah that's learned by the children. So who is Avdi but the Avos Eliezer? And in a certain sense, it's he's greater than than Tiras and Shalbanim. Who knocked them alim? And nevertheless, Avram nitke kent mishadach san Yitzchak imibitish Eliezer. Avram could not marry Yitzchak with Eliezer's daughter. While bni baruch v'ata order v'in order medavik baruch because my son is blessed and you are the opposite of blessed. And blessing cannot connect with the opposite of blessing. Which means that regardless of all of Eliezer's greatnesses, 
But if you compare him to Yitzchak, not only is he on a lower level, not as legabe in the order in Fraglach to Baruch, but with regard to Yitzchak, Eliezer is order. He's cursed compared to Baruch, compared to blessed. So again, we have another emphasis that this Avram go Avram and Eliezer go through so much effort to find a wife for Yitzchak because Eliezer could not serve that purpose because even someone who has a shaykhist to Avram still in comparison to Yitzchak is on a much lower level to the point of order versus Baruch. And finally, when you talk about the end of the Sadra, is the Torah Masif not aggressor in Eloi, the Torah is adding an, even, adding an even greater advantage to Yitzchak and his offspring in them. As the Echekait from Eden is a filu legabedi tells from Avram, that the superiority of Eden is even in comparison to Avram's own children. And thus is in an even as the Torah says, and on a level that the other offspring of Avram have no significance. After the Torah tells us that Avram married Keturah, and she gave birth to Avram, these children, they were Avram's children. Zokter, the Pasuk continues, that Avram gave everything that he had to Yitzchak. Everything that Avram has goes to Yitzchak. And to the children of the Pilakshim, in other words, to his other offspring, he gave them presents. Then he sends them away from Yitzchak. So we see that, that all of these other children of Avram have no significance. They get, some, they get a, a token uh, a present and they're sent away. Similarly, when it comes to the children of Yishmael, even though they are the children of Yishmael, who was the son of Avram, the Torah immediately emphasizes it was, the, it was the son of Avram, but he was born through Hagar, who was an Egyptian, the maid or the maidservant of Sarah. Especially as he says in the Ha'orah that these words are extra. In other words, we, we would have understood all of this. Nevertheless, the Torah emphasizes again. I'm saying Ben Avram, but I'm also saying as a Yolda Hagar Amitzisiv Chasara, as Yishmael Mitzis Mizayne Tildis, at Seif Kaladeris, that Yishmael and all of his offspring for the to the end of time is Yolda Shiv Chasara was born was were born from the maidservant of Sara, Nidkin Erech Yitzchak Ben Sara, and have no comparison to Yitzchak, who is the son of Sara himself. So we see. In all three stories, in the burial, in the purchase of of Maras Machpelah, in the in the marriage of Yitzchak to Rivka, and in this in the birth, in the story of the birth of uh, 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 the other children of Avram, we see the the life of Sarah, which Sarah was all about Yitzchak and raising Yitzchak over everyone else. And giving Yitzchak Tashpa from Avram, this is seen in all of these in all of these stories. And since we're discussing here the the birth of Yishmael and the, the the offspring of Yishmael, this in the brackets is going to utilize this opportunity to answer the question of why did Avra, the Torah wait until now until the passing of Avram to tell me that Yishmael did tshuva.
Why does the Torah teach it to us with regards to the burial of Avram and the fact that he led Yitzchak in front of him? Yishmael's main mistake, main sin, is thus, is, and because of that, Avram had to send him away. Yishmael argued that he's the firstborn, and therefore he gets the double portion of the Yerusha. Uh, in in, in uh, Arda 54, he brings a number of of Maramakaimis, the third one, which is from the, the Tesefta, it says it very clearly. He said, Yishmael uh, said, Alti Yishaitim, don't be silly. Ani ani he said, I'm taking a double portion. And He didn't recognize the truth. He didn't acknowledge the truth. As Er is ben He's only the son of a maidservant. He is not an heir. And the true heir is Yitzchak, who was the matron's son. We mentioned this passage a number of times in this Sikha, and over here we focus on the words Kila Yirash. The argument was over the Yerusha. Yishmael wanted the Yerusha and he wanted Pishnaim, and Yisara said, No way, there's no Yerusha for Yishmael. And the fire is then Shuvangedited, and therefore now we could, we could uh, uh, point out, we could emphasize his Shuvah. Specifically by the Kvura Laachra Petirashish Lavrom, but also the Zmam says Nikar Repeila as a Halzik Nitfara Yerish. When Avram is alive, inheritance is just a discussion. But once Avram dies, Avram passes away, and now there's a time to distribute the Yerusha, the inheritance of Avram. When Yishmael recognizes, acknowledges that he's not a Yerish, that shows that he did Shuba. Secondly, when he puts Yitzchak in front of him, he recognizes the truth, and acknowledges it, as Yitzchak is the heir, and therefore he is the one who is obligated to take care of the burial of Avram, and he is only the son of the maid, and therefore... And therefore, this is the true proof of Yishmael's tshuva, where he doesn't fight for the Yerusha, and he puts Yitzchak in front of him. So, now that we understand that the whole back and forth between Yitzchak and Yishmael is, is about Yerusha, is about who is the true uh, 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 person to take over after Avram, we understand that when do you see the true tshuva of Yishmael after Avram passes away? So this 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 discussion about Chayei Sara, the fact that Sara's goal is to highlight and to focus the energy of the of, of Avram to Yitzchak and away from Yishmael, this is the whole story of Parshas Chayei Sara, and therefore the Parsha is called Chayei Sara because her life's goal, her life's work, is being realized in this Parsha, and this also answers our question about Yishmael. And this is the general connection between the, the, the topics discussed in the Sedra and the name of the Sedra. Because this underscores the accomplishment of her life's work. Which this is her true life. To highlight and to 
and to emphasize the separation and the, the, the distance between Yitzchak and Yishmael, between Eden and Nitiden, between a Yid and a non-Yid. In Siv Zayin and Ches, and Tess also, he's going to take this to another level. He's going to say that not only, not only is, is Yitzchak uh, uh, on a higher level than Yishmael, and this was Sarah's life's goal, and this was this becomes realized in this week's parsha. But there is something more than that. The whole existence of Umay Sa'ilum of the nations of the world is for Yidin. So not only is Yitzchak higher, but their very existence is only for the purpose of serving Yidin. Atif Razbar and Dominion to take this to a deeper level. Since the existence of heaven and earth and everything that's inside of them, including the people of the world, Yisrael is for Yidden. The whole purpose of their creation is for Yidden. If they do not fulfill this purpose, if they don't fulfill this purpose and goal, there is no reason for them to exist. Before we go on, he's going to, in the brackets, he's going to talk about the Shev Mitzvah Based on this, we could possibly explain the idea of the Shev Mitzvah. Are not a, a means to, uh, unto themselves. That, that we need these seven mitzvahs to be fulfilled by all the people of the world. Nor does Eich is Bishvil Yisrael Bishvil Ater. It is this also is for Yidin and for Teda. So Libin Kiyuma Teda Mitzvah Ben Yidin for the fulfillment of Teda Mitzvah by Yidin. Why? Because Kidei as Yidin Zal Kenem Akayim Zayn Teda Mitzvah. In order for Yidin to fulfill Teda Mitzvah, Mam Shech Zayn Dem Eder Lekivas Es Hecher from Vel to draw down the godly light that's be above the world. Darfti Vel Zayn Lo Sheves Royal Mukshudetsu. The world has to be habitable. It has to be prepared to receive this light. This is accomplished in the Sheva Mitzvahs, which make the world habitable, make the world a place that's possible to contain the light of Hashem. So the whole purpose of Sheva Mitzvah is to make the world ready to receive the light of Hashem. If someone transgresses one of these seven mitzvahs, Regardless which of which of which mitzvah it is, is a mechuyev mitzvah bittul mitzvah He is mechuyev death. He's obligated for death. Bibaldas di matari un sibe von zay mitzvahs is nit mitur tachlas farzich nor bishvil yisrael. Because since his whole existence is for the purpose of the yidden, is then erfurt mitur zay tavkid falirte bederachman meile dem yisait von zay kimavel. So if he doesn't fulfill his purpose, he loses his reason of existence, and therefore he doesn't have to continue to live in this world. So going back to our discussion about the fact that Umar Sa'ilam are created with Shil Yisrael, Umbibal does in them and since this is their existence, it had to be seen already in the time of Avram. And this idea that the existence of Umar Sa'ilam is Bishvil Yisrael. This is seen in the three discussions and the three stories of Parshas Chayesara Kedilakamon, as it will be explained now. Ches, the rest of Parshay, the Smudgish and Avram's raid, Ger Viteshov, Imtir Vimlav. In the first part of the Parsha, we're going to see it in this, these words that Avram said, 
that Avram said, get, uh, if you want, I'll be a ger, I'll be a stranger, I'll pay for it. But if you're not going to give it to me uh, and sell it to me, then I'll take it because it's legally mine. What does this mean? Eretz Yisrael is Bashafing. We asked the question before, if it's if he could take it legally, then why not? Then why pay for it? And then we asked on the other hand, how could he take it legally if it wasn't given to him yet? So now we're going to learn a deeper understanding of what Avram was saying. Eretz Yisrael is Bashafing. And and in order to get there, we lay down a, a very important principle with regards to the ownership of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael was created for the very purpose that it should be given to Yidden. The fact that before that the Avisar gave it to the other nations is to is for the very purpose that it should ultimately be given to the Yidden. He's going to mention it again in a moment that, that it, it, until there were enough Yidden to inhabit Eretz Yisrael, if, they, if it would belong to nobody, then the animals would take over. So therefore he put other people there to keep it habited and keep the animals out, to prepare it for the Yidden. But the ultimate goal was that it should be given into the hands of the Yidden. And this was in a way, as Yedr Chelik from Eretz Yisrael had got sein Zeit und Weg, wenn und wie es lang kommt zu Each part of Eretz Yisrael has its time when it will come into the hands of the Yidden, and also its way, its manner, how it was done. And it will explain. The bulk of Eretz Yisrael had to reach the Yidden in the time of Yeshua. Because before that it would have been taken over by the animals of the field. And it had to be done in a way of being conquered. It had to be conquered from the other nations. He brings in the order that It's going to be a Yerusha. It's not a, it doesn't have to be. There's no war to take it over. When the Maris Machpelah back into this high, in, inside the Sicha, and when uh, and the Maris Machpelah had to go to, to Avram and not wait for Yishma, for for Yeshua, but it was given to Avram to Libkura Sara for the purpose of burying Sara. and had to be purchased, had to be acquired. So Eretz Yisrael was Kibush, Keni Knizi Vikadmoni was Yerusha, and Maris Machpelah, and the so too he mentions what what, what Yaakov bought. From Shechem, and uh, at the same token, what uh, what David Melech buys uh, for the Beis Hamikdash that was purchased, that was paid for. And this is what If they fulfill the purpose, why for why the Abister gave them the Maras Machpela, which was to Avram in order to sell it to Avram, is that any ger? I'll be like a ger, I'll like a stranger, and I'll buy it. Like he's going to say in a moment, but if you're not going to give it to me, then I'll take it. Then you've lost the reason of why you owned it in the first place. The whole reason you're owning it is to, give, is to sell it to me. And then, but in the, before we get to that, in the brackets, he adds something beautiful. Not only is the, Maris, the story of the Maras Machpela, Bishil Yisrael, that it was there for the purpose of Yidin, it's also Bishvil HaTayra. It's Bereshus, Bezereshus. That the, 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 the world was created for the Torah for the, and for the Yidden. Where do we see that it was created for the Torah in, the, in this story? The Maras Machpelah belonged to Bnei Ches and Avram had to buy it. 
And this adds something in Teda. A parsha, a limud kicha A parsha was added in the Teda, the story of Bnei the story of the purchase, and from this comes a limud of kicha kicha. In the beginning of the Gemara in Kedushin, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says that you can you can uh, uh, marry a woman with kasef. So the Gemara asks kasef medolan, how do we know that you can marry a woman with a woman with money? And the Gemara answers kicha kicha is the Afrin. That it says uh, it says ki yikach ish isha, uh, ki, it says ki yikach, and by the Gemara's machpelah it says not kasef nosati kasef asada kach mi many use the word kach. Then it says, Asada Asher Kona, that Avram purchased the field. So from this, the Gemara learns that Kicha is a Kenyan and Kicha is with money. Kicha, Kicha. So Teira, something is added in Teira through the story. So the story is there in order to emphasize Bishvil Yisrael and Bishvil Teira. So therefore, Avram says, if you're going to sell it to me and the purpose will be fulfilled, that I will be able to, to own Maris Machpela and will be able to learn Kicha Kicha, Mr. Yefrain, then fine, I'll go along with you. But if they don't want to sell it, I'll take it because it's legally mine. Since they're not fulfilling the purpose of why it was given into their possession. Therefore, they lose their temporary ownership of the Maris Machpelah at Lenin and I take it because it's mine. And this also, this now answers our question. There were two questions that we had. One question on, on, on the story. Number one, why does the Teda elaborate on the back and the forth? And number two, why, what is the, what is the meaning of the Yisimtir Tzareini Ger? So the first question was answered in the previous section. The reason the Teda tells us the, F, the, the, the back and the forth is to highlight the effort that was placed to show that the ultimate goal is that it has to reach to the hands of Yitzchak and not stay in the hands of the children of Adam Achav. The Imtirtsu, Hareini Ger, etc., is answering uh, or highlighted by the second aspect here that the whole creation of Umas Ha'elam is Bishfil Yisrael, and therefore Avram says, if you recognize your purpose in the bigger picture, then I'll go along with you. But if you're going to not recognize your, your purpose and you're going to try to not sell me Maras Machpela, then you're going to automatically lose ownership of it. Because once you don't fulfill your purpose, then there's no reason you should own it. And this all takes place uh, due to the life of Sarah. And the koyach and the aveda of Sarah. The pasuk is maktim va'yakom avrom e'al pnei meisay va'yadabed al pnei ches lemer. This happens. He goes from Sarah to to speak to pnei ches because this is all accomplished through Sarah kidla kaman, as will be explained later in Seif Yud Aleph. Now we'll go to the next thing of the Sedra. This idea that the nations exist for the Yidin will also is will also be explained in the second discussion, the second story of the Parsha, Nishua Yitzchak. The marriage of Yitzchak, who was the firstborn Yid and Rivka. The, 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 the long-windedness 
of the Parsha, telling us the miracles that occurred to Eliezer. And later he relates this to Avram. This led to the fact that they should recognize that this is coming from Hashem. And therefore they agreed to the Shidduch of Yitzchak and Rivke. As the Pasik says, that as Hashem has spoken, they recognized that Hashem wanted the Shidduch to happen. Thus, Alts bringt a ruis as the ikir betachlos from Alts. Thus, the dagishen that Avram and Yitzchak, Mishul Yisrael. This is all to highlight the fact that everything that happened here, all the miracles and everything that led to this marriage, is to tell us that everything exists for Avram and for Yitzchak, for Avram and for Yitzchak. Yitzchak should marry Rivka. Mishul Yisrael, who Yitzchak here is the, the representative of Yisrael. It, the whole story is all for for Yitzchak, for Yidden. Who nachmer more than that. When Mesua wanted to stop it, the story tells us, Nashi tells us the story that, 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 that Mesua died. Mesua wasn't there the next day. Why? Because when Mesua tried to put a stop to this effort, Mesua ceased to exist. Since the whole purpose of Besuel is so they should father Rivka. So Rivka can marry Yitzchak. If he wants to stop his reason of existence, but bottles I his existence stops to exist. His, 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 his existence stops. So again, we see here another another uh, uh, expression of the fact that the existence of Umay Sa'ilam is only for Yidin. And therefore, the whole mitzvah of Psuel and Lavan and all the mist nisim that happened along the way is only for Yitzchak to be able to marry Rivka. In Sif Yud, we'll go to the third section of the Sadra, the, the Ishmael and his children, that also show us the dependency of Yishmo, of Yishmael, since the, the purpose of Yishmael is Bishvil Yisrael. Therefore, he is dependent on Yisrael for his existence. And yes, I, I did switch uh, a little bit. I didn't just say Bishvil Yisrael because here we're going we're gonna, to, in, in Yishmael, in the Sikhir, is going to say more than that. Not, not just that Yishmael was Bishvil Yisrael, Bishvil Yitzchak, but also that his existence depends on, on Avram, on Yitzchak, on Yisrael. Alderech says, as Eichman again did it in the Parsha, similarly we see in the third uh, story in the Parsha, the Teireh is domad Yishnitna, Yishmael is a ben ha'omo, a ben fun shiv chasara, the Pasuk is emphasizing not only that Yishmael is a son of the maid, nor noch merazai mitzias, is tluya davki in dem vasadana, kent as it is a ben ha'omo, his entire existence depends on the fact that he should acknowledge that he is the, the son of the maid. Even Pasuk v'sim asir pal pnei kolech of nofal, the very end of the Parsha it says, that he fell before his brothers, in front of his brothers. So I mean, Chazal, Chazal tell us, you know, then another place it says Yishkin, he lived. Here it says Nafal, so the Chazal explain, actually, Avram Yishkin, until Avram died, until Avram passed away, Yishkin, he dwelled, Yishmael was able to dwell. After Avram passes away, Nafal, Yishmael falls. What's the deeper understanding of this? Yishmael's Truva. The repentance of Yishmael, which consists of the fact that he acknowledges that he is the son of the maid. Came because of the Tvila of Ram Davin, if only Yishmael will live before you, live for you. As Rashi explains, he will live in awe of you. With Yiras Hashem.
But the Rebbe started angenommen the Tvila. Hashem accepted this Tvila of Avram, Kinal, and as he says, I listened to your, to your Tvila about Yishmael. And that's meant, actually, Mes Avram Yishkin, Mis Mes Avram Nafal, because Avram left by Yishmael in Banagasse, as long as Avram is alive by Yishmael, Yishmael's conduct is 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 living with Avram. Kozman Yishmael holds the patzilas Avram. As long as Yishmael is holding on to the tefillah of Avram, Lu Yishmael Yichilaf and Yibirasecha, that Yishmael should live in the fear of Hashem. Who may the filter is an emesimitzis as Ben Ama, which means that he recognizes that he's dependent on Avram. He is only the son of the maid. Is it in a matzah for Yishkin? Then he could dwell hot as I see as on earth. His his existence has some significance because he recognizes his place in the in the world. He's a Ben Ha'ama. He's living because of Avram's tefillah, and therefore he, he, there's room for his Metzias. But once he disconnects himself from Avram, is nothing. He loses his existence because his whole existence is dependent on Avram. So we see also here this idea that not that that not only is is Yisrael, but they're dependent on Yisrael. So we had three stories. Number one, we had the story of of the purchase of the Kvuras, uh, the, the Maras Machpelah from Benechis, which told us the idea that, Yishma, that Avram said that your whole purpose of existence is only to sell me, the sell to me the Maras Machpelah. We had the story of the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, which beforehand the Arichas Asipra tells us that everything that existed at the time, Psuel and Lavan and everything was for the purpose of Avram and Yitzchak. Then we have the story in the end of the parsha of Yishmael's uh, life and the recognition that it was the that it was only he was only alive for the when when he was uh, uh, connected to Avram. is going to connect this all to Sodom. This idea that the existence of of the, of the people of the world is for Yidin is This is connected specifically to the Veda of Sara. And therefore, it is the overarching theme of the Parsha. Because I made you a father. Because Avram's impact on the world. Avram continues to impact the nations. So therefore, because Avram is impacting the world, the, the nations don't recognize this fact that, they're not, that they, they do not have their own independent existence. And their entire existence is for the purpose of Yudin. Avram doesn't express that message because Avram is busy dealing with them. Sara comes from the word Sara, rulership. She rules over everything. From the perspective of Sara and from Sara's Aveda, the nations have to acknowledge that the Yidin control their existence. Therefore, they serve at the pleasure of Sara and her ears, which are the Yidin. And that is the idea of this parsha that the Umas Elam are Bishvil Yisrael and they are dependent on Yisrael. 
So these ideas, not only like we said earlier in the Sicha, that, that we wanted to highlight the importance of Yitzchak over Yishmael, of, of Yidin over the nations of the world. But more than that, we want to recognize that the nations of the world are serving at the pleasure and for the purpose of Yisrael, this is all the Aveda of Sarah, and this is where her Chaim, her life is realized as Chaim Nitzchim, Chaim Amitim, true eternal life, because it continues after her time on this earth. So now we could still ask, now true that we understand that the ideas discussed in the Sadra express the impact and accomplishment of Sarah on this world. Since they are talking in a time, chronologically speaking, it is after her passing. They are not truly consistent with the simple meaning, the life of Sarah. The actual 127 years that she was living on this earth and doing her Aveda. Is there beer, Bazaar? In other words, how do we explain the connection between all of this and Sarah's actual time living on this earth? This general theme of the parasha, even though it's taking place after her passing, this she accomplished in her lifetime, in her 127 years on this earth. To accomplish that this world should recognize that its entire existence is for the Yidden. It's just that when she was doing, actually doing it, the impact was only felt in a concealed way. And only after she passed away was it able to, to be brought out in a revealed way. Similar to what it says, that the Nishamis and Ganeidin Nen in the enjoy. They benefit from the rays of the Shekhinah, the shine of the Shekhinah. It's known that the Ziv HaShekhinah that it's talking about is actually the shine or the rays of their learning Torah and their Aveda. Which they did in this, they accomplished in this world. She's nervous. The Yid learns Torah. And the Yid does mitzvahs in this world. And the, 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 in Gan Eden, the shine of that, the impact of that comes out in, the, in a revealed way. And, and it's, the Neshama could enjoy it in Gan Eden. Similarly, uh, uh, what Sarah did was in this world. The impact of it was, was felt in a revealed way after she passed away. And since the whole purpose and the, the, the completion of it is realized when it comes out in a revealed way. discussed at length. With regards to schar, the revelation in Elam It's not a secondary side thing that a person does an Aveda in this world and then gets a prize in Elam That's not how it works. How does a person fulfill his purpose when his Aveda is revealed in Elam So so too with Sarah. She did the Aveda here, 
but the completion of that Aveda was after her lifetime when it was revealed in Elam Abba. Is the Riber Muvan, as the Inyanim from their Sadra in Velcha, the Aveda from Sarah Kumta de Giloy, that this Sadra, where it's talking about the revelation of Sarah's work, Zayn and Zechai Sarah, this is the life of Sarah. Zayn and Shleimus Amachuvan from the Kufchav Zayn Shnechai Sarah, this is the realization and the completion of Sarah's 127 years of life. Where she did her avoda, and it, it was realized in a revealed way after her life. So it's not only a secondary thing that we were waiting to see what was going to happen and to see if her life was real. Fakert, everything that she accomplished during her lifetime is being revealed, and therefore emphasizing her true life after dafka, after she passes away, when it could come lidegilui, when it could come revealed in parshas chayi sara in the parsha of the life of Sarah. Finally, we're going to learn a hira from this. And a very powerful hira with regards to Eretz Yisrael and with regards to how a Yid has to see his place in this world. Yeah, that Indian and is a hira. Every Indian is also a lesson. Is With regards, there's a very clear and simple lesson that is relevant to today's day and age. As the Maras Machpelah Geher to say, when the children of Yishmael, the descendants of Yishmael, come with a claim, then the Maras Machpelah belongs to them, Zayindik the kinder from Avram, because they are descendants of Avram. Hotman in their parsha, Klar, and Amphor, this parsha gives us a clear answer. Answer. Neisif al Zebos, the Reva Machriya from the Arve, Yimbas Kifin, and Zichin, Ishkin, is the Kimidinus, Fenet Yisrael, or in Eretz Yisrael, Kevin Vachulu. Stamen Kimifursum Nitfun Yishmael, in addition to the fact that the overwhelming majority of the Arabs that currently live in the land surrounding Eretz Yisrael, and in Eretz Yisrael itself living in Hebron, do not originate, do not stem from Yishmael, as it is Mifursum, see in the Evan Ezra. Where he says, says there's no, hardly any of them are children, those who call themselves today Mitzrim, and so on and so forth, are hardly any of them actually descend from Yishmael. But even Yishmael himself has no connection to Maras Because the Maras Machpelah for the burial of Sarah. When Yishmael is the Chamer, neither Yedis from Avram, and Yishmael is not the heir of Avram. Um, from Sarah Navadinit, and certainly not the heir of Sarah. Um, b'meil is verstanding that does balak nor subnosh of Sarah Yitzchak, u lezera Yitzchak leikol Yitzchak Yaakov Davka, and this uh, it's understood that therefore it belongs to Sarah's son Yitzchak and to the offspring of Yitzchak Yaakov. The uh, Gemara in Adarim says about that if someone says I'm not going to marry uh, a someone who's Mizera Yitzchak, Mizera Avram, then uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, I don't remember exactly what it says over there, uh, uh, the halacha, but the point is, is that a per, it says Ki be Yitzchak Yikari lechazara, and from this we learn that that Avram's continuation is not in all of Yitzchak, even though elsewhere it says that Esav was a Yisrael Mumer, but over there it points out that the true continuation of Yitzchak is with Yaakov. So we see that Davke, the children of Yaakov, who was the son of Yitzchak, who was the son of Avram, that is who is the true owner, or they are the true owners of the Maras Machpelah. Nochmer, we learn even more than that. The time comes that Yishmael goes wild and comes with 
with crazy claims. Yidin should not be afraid. And not be affected by it. We have to remind him the truth. His entire existence is that he was born from the from the made of sorrow, when he begins to consider himself as his own independent entity, not that he is only a son of the maid, then he falls down. Even non-Jews believe in Eden. When the Yidden will accept this, be as bedarf to sign as it should be, um, we das aufklären, ich nitit und besiegt in der Massen, and then we can explain it to the non-Jews in the proper way, aber mit alloschen, betechen, borer, begoloi, but very clear, a, a, a wording and a clear expression, and certainly not to be dejected in front of the other nations. And certainly not in front of those who consider themselves to be descendants of Yishmael. So if we, 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 we accept this, and if we understand it, and then we explain it properly, and we don't become afraid or, 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 uh, or, um, Inferior, to feel inferior in front of other nations, or certainly not in the Bnei those who say that they are Bnei Yishmael. Then the pressure will stop on the Yidden. They will be able to understand, to internalize, especially because their Neshama will realize it. That this is for their good. Amongst the rest of Eretz Yisrael, in all of its borders. That it should be in a revealed way, even during Golos, where Bnei Ches could recognize that it's in the possession of Yidden, it's to the benefit of everyone else. And when we realize it, and when we explain it, and we're able to stand up to our, for ourselves, then we have no reason to be afraid. And this is seen clearly from the Parsha, from the end of the Parsha, that when, that when, he lo- when, B'nai, when, when, when B'nai Yishmael lose the recognition of who they really are, they cease to exist. So therefore, this is the lesson, that number one, we have to know that as Israel belongs to the Yidin, and if someone comes and claims that they are their own Metzias, then not only are they wrong, but they cease to exist. And that's the lesson that we take from the Parsha's Chayisar.